2: Beatles, yesterday and today, 1976, Episode 7, Going Green. In this episode, we'll cover June 24th through May
3: 17th. Well, me arties, it's time to grunge your groats,
4: because here we have the Wurzels and their combine harvester. Ah!
5: Oh, now was wow. telling me that you're avoiding me.
2: In the UK, Silly Love Songs by Wings is blocked from the number one spot by a novelty song from a group calling themselves The Wurzels. The song is called Combine Harvester. As Wings finished up their American tour in Los Angeles, McCartney took the time from his schedule to assist Ringo in the studio on Paul's track Pure Gold. The other night Paul came down, he came down with Linda,
4: so they sang on it for me on their track
2: at the Cherokee Recording Studios in Hollywood. Still in Los Angeles after the recording session on June 24th. To celebrate the completion of the Wings American tour, Paul and Linda hold a party in Beverly Hills at Green Acres, a large mansion in Benedict Canyon, once owned by 1920's silent film star Harold Lloyd.
6: hosted 700 Hollywood and music business friends Thursday night at the Harold Lloyd estate in
0: Beverly Hills.
2: All guests were asked to wear... All guests, which include Jack Nicholson, David Cassidy, Tony Curtis, Rod Stewart, were asked to wear white so that Hawaiian painters can spray a prism of color on their clothes. Music was provided by Nelson Riddle and his orchestra. The next day, seeing that Capitol Records had such a huge success from the re-releases of Beatles songs in the U.S., specifically from the 45 Got to Get You Into My Life and the double LP, Rock and Roll Music, EMI Parlophone released their own versions in the U.K. So on June 25th, Parlophone releases the single back in the USSR. The flip side is twist and shout. Ringo is asked for a comment on the Beatles re-releases.
3: Ringo, are you surprised at the resurgence and re-releasing of all the old Beatles material?
4: Uh, no. I mean, we have left EMI and Capital now, so they're going to put it all out and capitalize and get as much bread as they can out of us now. You know do you think it's just capitalizing or do you think it's something a little more than that i think the english one was a good idea with the uh, 10 singles that was fun you know i mean so that's never been done here they're just putting out an album and singles you know yeah i don't like the cover
2: it's the 24th official beatles single released by the parlophone label and reaches number 19 in the uk singles charts Ciao! On Monday, June 28th in America, Capitol Records released the single, Let Him In by Wings. The single flies straight to number one in America, while hovers at number two in the UK. It is also noted that the single is released as a disco single in France.
6: song at a in in London uh, one time sitting at my piano the other day. Nobody leaves this house till I find the lost chord. I just wrote it sitting at the piano and it's it's got a lot of sort of personal memories for me. Uh, Sister Susie, brother John, Martin Luther, Phil and Don, Phil and Don of the Everlees, as I hope everyone knows, the elder brother. Um, Brother Michael Auntie June uh, They're just people I know And so the thing is Let them in
5: Someone knocking at the door Somebody ringing the bell Someone's knocking at the door Somebody's ringing the bell Do me a favour Open the door And let a in Ooh yeah Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Do me a favor, open the door. I let him in, yeah. I let him in. i
2: same day that evening in America on the ABC television network.
3: Good night, America, a second generation TV news magazine. Tonight from Hollywood, the blonde bombshell who shook our nation's capital, Elizabeth Ray, Washington
4: Fringe Benefit, and then one of the most talented singers and songwriters in the history of music,
6: Paul McCartney and Wings Over America.
2: Journalist Geraldo Rivera hosts Paul and Linda McCartney for his show, Good Night America.
6: Hello, my name is Geraldo Rivera, and I'm introducing Paul and Linda McCartney. Hello.
0: My name? My name is, uh, my, tonight, Geraldo, night night.
6: Geraldo, Geraldo, Geraldo. Geraldo, His name is Geraldo Rivera. Will the real Geraldo Rivera stand up? <laughs> <laughs>
5: You're all wrong. <laughs>
0: the Members of this rock and roll band individually and as a group have sold more than 130 million records. Our guest, of course, is Paul McCartney, now of Wings, late of the Beatles, the most famous left-handed bass player in the history of rock and one of the most talented songwriters and performers in the history of music. His group has just completed a sold-out concert tour called Wings Over America. And I interviewed Paul and his wife and backup vocalist Linda after their giant concert before... Almost 70,000 screamers in Seattle. First of all, it was a great concert, really terrific. Thank and, you. And uh, I Thank want you, you
6: Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> I know him, I've seen him, looking good, I've seen him. And I know I'm old, you know. Oh, so. uh, you can't. How does it feel to be back in the
0: old U.S. touring after 10 years?
6: It's really wonderful.
0: That interview, their performance, and a special look back at the Beatles, the group that defined the 60s and still sells records as if they'd never busted up. It's the Beatles, who, of course, were much more important to the culture and to the times than perhaps any other musical entity in recent history. It's really not surprising, therefore, that their music remains tremendously popular even after the group's demise five years ago. But what is amazing is just how popular the Beatles still are. As of this week, for instance, four Beatles albums are back on the Billboard magazine list of the top 100. As I think everybody knows, they've all enjoyed individual successes in varying degrees since the group split, but McCartney has probably been the most successful. All seven of his albums have been awarded either gold or platinum records, and his recently completed American tour with Wings has been a huge critical and commercial hit. After a long and winding absence of 10 years, McCartney came back. Wings really did wing it over America, stopping at two dozen cities and all, but the biggest hall they played was the gigantic King Dome in Seattle. The crowd there approached 70,000 people, many of whom had slept there overnight or over several nights to make sure they got the best of the first-come, first-served seats. The audience consisted of old Beatle fans like me, left over from the 60s, as well as a whole new generation of kids who must have still been in their cradles the first time around. me to... they came to see
6: Wings or did they come to see Paul McCartney, ex-Beatle? I think it was a bit of both, you know, when they first come. But I think uh, they go away having seen Wings. I was very surprised
0: at the age of the, you know, some of the fans. How old were they? I, I, they I were interviewed they? some that were 12 years old, 13 years old. They could not have possibly known the uh, you know, the Beatles during the, the uh,
6: year. Mm-hmm. Come on, 12-year-olds, keep coming.
0: <laughs> Do you think that Wings is finally getting acceptance, gaining acceptance as a group on its own? Seems to be, yeah. You know, you're also, it seems, just from the outside, gaining acceptance on that. It's
6: about time, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. How did you yeah. deal
0: with the resentment? I mean, you're you're an artist, a sensitive person. How
6: I took it that? in my stride. I found it true. I didn't mind it because I was just beginning, so I was spending more time learning the piano than I was reading my press clippings. So you know, it's always good a bit of criticism if you like that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: do you? No. Not particularly, but. It must be a lot more fun to be accepted by. Well,
6: yeah, I'm having a good time in the group. I must say this tour has been so much fun, especially on stage.
0: Right, honey? Right, honey. <laughs> oh, is that a nice family picture? That brings up another. Question. Thanks, Fred. <laughs> He's good, this boy. We've seen him. Go on. Usually in a rock and roll context, the old man goes on the road and the old lady stays home, as they this say. It. I mean, well, this you... is it, man. Seventy-six.
6: Time for a change. How do, how do you raise normal children in that kind of atmosphere? Well, I don't know how you na- raise normal children in any kind of atmosphere, you know, well, really. Fair, yeah. I mean, but um, we just try our best, you know, and they seem pretty normal to me. Like, what do you want to be doing five years from now? That's I thought, like, I used to, when used I was about 18, long. I'd kind of look at these 25-year-old fellas and think, Oh, dear me. it, you know, 25 can't get much older than that, can you? And of course when you get to 25 you see 30 as that one and then when you get to 30 you see 35 as that one. When you get to 34 which I almost, I can't believe it myself, I mean you know. That's what I understand. Time marches on. It's right, Linda. I oh, it's very right. Very significant. It. Very significant. Are you surprised at the
0: amount of straight press coverage the tour has gotten? No, Freddie. Not really.
5: <laughs> I
0: Tony. Yeah. Oh, Tony. I've seen it. Oh, your yellow ribbon. You know my son. Good son. I love it. Oh, your you're Thank looking
6: you. good. I've seen you. You're I've looking seen better you. than you're looking, Tony. You know,
0: straight press coverage of the tour. Uh, what about it? Were you surprised by the amount? I mean, It's really extraordinary. I mean, the front page of yeah. all the magazines. It all... sort
6: of started with that thing of, here he is, an ex-Beatle. And ten years later, he's coming to play America. Which, funnily enough, I didn't even think about it. You know, I didn't realize it was ten years since I played with the Beatles. And I just kind of thought I was coming on tour. So um, I think that's sort of what's done it.
0: We'll have more of their concert, their interview, and we'll meet the rest of the group. All coming up right after this. How are America.
6: How are you? Thank you. Good. 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 Good.
0: Good. 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 No results. Because I was such a total Beatles person, I always resented even the idea of Wings. But after five albums and a very great concert in Seattle, I must admit that it really is a very good band and it makes really good music. Here's more music from Paul and Linda, Denny, Joe, and Jimmy. overshadowed at all by by Paul's presence
6: cause I bloody do no. No, you know I mean I've got my thing that I'm developing within the band writing a few songs every now and then you know this next album we hope to even it out a bit more so you think Wings will stay an integral group? just oh, yeah. started. You know, this is the first. This is the first uh, whatever seat it was tonight. I mean, this is the first big auditorium that we've done like this. Big is uh, an, understatement, an understatement.
0: Yeah, true, true. Jimmy, how old are you? Do you mind if I answer that? Uh, I was 23 last week. 23. And how long have you been in this crazy business?
6: Um. Professionally. Well, I turned professional when I was 15. I've been playing for four years before that. I started when I was about 11,
0: I think. I want to ask you the same question I asked Danny about, you know, about Paul's presence. Uh, Do you ever feel overshadowed by it? Do you ever feel like you're like a backup instead of an equal in the band?
4: No, I think,
5: you
0: know,
6: you've got to get out there and be an individual and say, right, I'm going to show them what I can do. And then like when you get a chance to uh, do your songs or whatever or play your yeah, solos, then you, you just like... I mean this game like any other band when it gets down to the band. Forget you get the audience and the public and all the rest of it, you know, I mean, yeah, if there's any problems, everybody has their say, you know. And from the outside, a lot of people think that you sort of take the back seat, but it's, uh, it's a lot of freedom in the studio, on stage. It's a good good situation to be in. Camera one, camera two. <laughs> okay, focus. Quiet please. Quiet please, sort of quiet in quiet. the auditorium please. Listen, before we start again, we hear the Fonz is on your show and we just want to say,
0: okay. <laughs> Are you still friendly with your three former partners? Yes
6: to tell the truth do you see them often yes i do <laughs> i do michael well, well <laughs> i don't see them that often actually but i'm very friendly with them when i do see them but we're living at different parts of the globe you know ringo tends to hang out in los angeles john tends to hang out in new york and george is kind of between there and uh, london and i'm often in kind of london or scotland so we don't, you know, when we go to New York, we see John and vice versa. It,
0: it hasn't always been that way in the past decade, uh, has it? I mean, isn't it much more
6: comfortable now that you are like... from there? was a period, you know, when there was kind of a lot of business troubles, yeah, and uh, we had a lot of squabbling and everyone was a bit bitchy towards one another, yeah. That certainly did go on, Geraldo. But it's past years. but Yeah, it, the animosity has subsided. <laughs> Does that mean my next obligatory question? That if there's any let chance... Wait, what, I'll let, let, I'll let Linda ask. I'll is let there, Linda any ask. there any chance of a Peters reunion? I mean, is it just for one show? Just for wild, wild well, Linda, I'd like to answer you sincerely now, but I can't. <laughs> now, um, as far as that's all concerned, uh, it's really a question. If anything really turns up that the four of us really want to do, then there's some kind of possibility that something might happen. But, you know, for now, it's a, it's a probably no-no. Do you think that the Beatles, the Beatles could follow and act like tonight's? Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, if we were going to do it, you know, I mean, we could do it. If we were going to do it, we would do it. But the main thing that you sort of have to remember, you know, is that you have to be hot to do a thing. You've got to want to do a thing. I mean, you... You know, you're a a lawyer, this gentleman here, an ex-lawyer turned TV personality, yeah, Freddie of... I know him anyway. Now, I mean, in your case, you see, I mean, you had to be keen to be a TV thing or else you just wouldn't have come into it. And our thing is that we have to be keen to do anything with the four of us as the Beatles again. And that means really kind of keen, you know, not just kind of some fella offers and we all come together for the money. That's not where it's at. Do you feel any kind of... Uh... I guess resentment
0: is much too strong a word, but any kind of hesitation about the fact that you will always, in all probability, be identified as a former Beatle?
6: No, I don't mind it. You know, I'm always going to be identified by my real name, also Paul McCartney, you know, but I do, that doesn't bother me. And ex-Beatle is another kind of tag, uh, which doesn't bother me. Now I'm proud of what what i do. done Paul McCartney,
0: yesterday and today. We'll be back with Henry Winkler, The Fonz, just five feet, six inches tall, but absolutely
2: the biggest man in television right now, so stay with us. July
3: 1976. In July, Paul McCartney, through his company in London, MPL, purchases Edwin H. Morris music, including the late Buddy Holly's songwriting copyrights.
5: Do you remember, baby, last September how you held me tight each and every night? Well, whoops, a daisy, how you drove me crazy, but I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Think it over what you just said. Think it over in your pretty little head. Are you sure that I'm not the one? Is your love real or only fun? words of love you, whisper soft and true, darling I love you, Mm -hmm. maybe baby I'll have you, maybe baby you'll be true, maybe baby
3: Also in July, an exhibition of paintings by the late bassist and friend of the Beatles, Stuart Sutcliffe, takes place at a South London art gallery. On July 2nd, Russian-born
2: British theatrical impresario Bernard Delfont, brother to Sulu Grade, told the British newspaper The Daily Mirror that he had asked the Beatles to play for the Queen's Silver Jubilee. No response has been received as of yet. On the 4th of July, America celebrates its bicentennial with celebrations throughout the country. It is rumored that the Beatles will reunite for a concert to celebrate the Bicentennial. This is Larry Chalmers, president of the Art Institute, wishing you a happy 200th.
5: This
4: is NBC Sunday Night News, July 4th, with John Hart reporting
3: from the NBC News Center in New York.
2: Good evening. Reuter, the British News Service, sent out a dispatch on the Queen's coming visit to this country today, and the British correspondent said, 200 years after the upstart American colonies cut the umbilical cord to Mother Britain, the British
3: monarch is going back for an inspection tour. And an anonymous person at the British Embassy in Washington explained why the Queen was arriving two days after the 4th of July. Having her here on the 4th was really a bit much, he said. Forgiveness can go only so far. In this country, the tall ships sailed into New York today for an audience of millions. The president visited three cities and made two speeches as this country of immigrants celebrated its 200th birthday.
0: As America's 200th birthday draws to a close, NBC News summarizes the nationwide celebration with the exciting special, The Best of the Fourth. John Chancellor and David Brinkley bring you a full hour of live reports,
3: commentary, and taped highlights of a great day in history.
2: Although the Beatles didn't reunite for America's 200th birthday, Ringo Starr celebrated his 36th birthday with his girlfriend Nancy Andrews on July 7th. 36th
4: is she? happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your cards and letters.
2: Around this time after his birthday, Ringo, while in Morocco with girlfriend Nancy Andrews, was feeling vaguely insane as he completely shaves off his hair and eyebrows. You know,
4: we are on the beach one day with a few Grimmoniers and a bottle of wine. I thought, now is the time. It's very hot here. I don't want to sit on the beach. What all I do? I'll go and have my hair shaved. I walked up the beach into a, the local barber in Monte Carlo. And I said, you know, he didn't speak English. I don't speak French. You know, I said, off. And he cuts it like, like this practically, you know. And I'm saying, no, like this. <laughs> like this, you know, nothing. <laughs> off. So I was hysterical at the time. I mean, it's really weird to watch yourself getting... Nothing, you know, and I kept laughing and the razor kept nipping in my head, so I had all these little cuts all over me. I've wanted to do it for a long time, you know, but you never get that nerve because it's a heavy piece of equipment to have it shaved off, you know, just nothing like an egg, and it really looks grotesque. And then I thought, I'll take the beard off, yeah. Okay, beard, like the palm of my hand, you know, don't go blind. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just slipped that one in. Uh, and then I thought, all right. The eyebrows off. Oh, you know, sweating up a stone here. So um it, well you've seen the photos. And I've worn glasses ever since.
2: <laughs> As more and more people noticed his new look, the public kept asking, why? Why did you do that? Why?
4: I was worried maybe may be footprints under there, you know. <laughs> Scabs. You don't <laughs> know, no, 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 no. No. whatever's going crabs or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right you. Know? What's under there? Do you know what's under there? No. The yeah. Would you shave your No. Why not? No way. Why not? No. No, I got a bottle. Well, there you go. It took me eighteen months to have the bottle. Right. right. So it was just at the right time. I thought, well, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> if this hadn't been radio, I would have said, shit, sure, I'm going to do it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but so I said, I'm going to do it now. Do you not worry about what your girlfriend thought about you how you would look? Obviously. If this is what it, if this is what my girlfriend means, if I look like this, then we can't go on. So you've got past vanity. Right, you know what I mean? Well, I'm black magic. <laughs>
2: sadly quoted as saying it was a time you either cut your wrists or your hair and i'm a coward while still in california on july 10th paul and linda attend the beach boys concert this evening as it is the return of brian wilson who has not played on stage with the band in 12 years
6: about three and a half years it was like it that's all i could see were these walls these
3: walls and that ceiling in it in this bed and this chest here this chest of mine you know i could see that chest i could smell my cologne and everything but i mean other than
0: that it was that was really what life was all about for me you know staying in bed i mean i was hiding away from everything
2: and anything and it was just one big hideaway you know After the show, the couple fly back home to Scotland, where Paul works alone on some new tracks at his root studio.
5: Super big. He waves.
2: Meanwhile… On July 13th, back in a New York courtroom, a final decision on the Morris Levy vs. John Lennon case was rendered. Judge Thomas Grisha awarded Big 7 Music $6,795 for loss of domestic and foreign royalties and dismissed the punitive damage claims. The judge noted flaws in both the plaintiff and the defendant's case and acknowledged that Lennon did breach the come-together agreement with Levy and Big 7 Music. (laughs) On Tuesday, July 27th, On the 14th floor of the Department of Immigration and Naturalization building in New York, John Lennon appeared for final decision on his legal right to stay in the United States. John was subject to a series of questions by the government's attorney, William Dunlap. Surprisingly enough, attorney Dunlap just asked him one question. Did he leave the United States for any reason since his application? Lennon replied, no. Dunlap replied, I have no further questions. John's attorney, Leon Wilds, then paraded a series of character witnesses. At
3: the hearing, actress Gloria Swanson and author Norman Mailer appear on behalf of John as character witnesses. Then, Judge Ira Fieldsteel approves John Lennon's application to remain in the U.S. as a permanent resident and awards Lennon a green card.
7: And this was what it was all about. Finally, after four and a half long years of struggle, John Lennon got his card, a green card, saying that he's now a permanent resident of the United States.
2: The green card decision gave John Lennon the right to be allowed to freely travel to and from the United States without fear of being denied readmission.
4: Uh, I just feel overwhelmed because, as usual, there's a great woman behind every idiot. And she's the one, and she kept me together. You know, I would have fallen apart a long time ago. And she pulled me through it, and here I am. I thank her, and God bless her.
1: What is the one reason you decided that you wanted to live in America rather than any other nation?
4: I've said this many, many times. I I have a love for the country, but simply, if it had been 2,000 years ago, we'd have all wanted to live in Rome. This is Rome, and I don't want to live in the hills. This is where the action is, as they say in France.
3: U.S. immigration finally grants John Lennon his precious green card, meaning citizen status. After many long and bitter court battles, John Lennon is now free again to concentrate on more artistic pursuits. John would be
2: permitted to petition for American citizenship in the year 1981. Right on, brother. (laughs) (laughs) On July 30th in the U.K., Polydor Records release The Beatle Tapes, The David Whig Interviews. Despite a last-minute attempt by Harrison and Starr to block its release, the American release already happened several months earlier. The British newspaper, the record Mirror, reviewed the double LP in a feature article.
1: Interview John Lennon and Yoko Ono, London, June 1969.
2: This audio album of interviews from various years of of Lennon, McCartney, Harrison, and Starr gets an unfavorable review by columnist Sue Byram.
1: Interview Ringo Starr, London, December
2: 1968. She wrote, I'm afraid this is one bit of nostalgia that should have been left on the shelf. August 1976. Throughout the month, John plans to visit Japan in the coming year. Although the majority of his time is dedicated to taking care of his son Sean and being a house husband, Lennon felt totally free of the music industry. Meanwhile, George, just having gotten over a bout of hepatitis, continued to produce and mix his next album titled 33 and a Third. Under Harrison's new contract with a and Records, he was obligated to a product deadline which was missed. Needless to say that the record company was not too pleased. Paul, throughout the month, continued to work on new material at his home studio in Scotland. just acquired all the publishing rights to the Buddy Holly catalog, Paul turns his attention to recording and producing bandmate Denny Lane on a tribute album to Buddy Holly. let On September 7th, Paul and Linda McCartney hosted a party at the Orange Area in Holland Park, London. The party was a celebration of Buddy Holly's music and the kickoff for the first Buddy Holly Week. Guests include Patti Boyd, Eric Clapton, Elton John, Roger Daltrey, Jimmy McCulloch, Denny Lane, among others.
5: the well, little things you say and do make me want to be with you. Rave on, it's a crazy feeling and I know it's got me really when you say I love you.
7: Rave on to me.
5: The way you dance and hold me tight. The way you kiss and say goodnight Rave on, it's a crazy feeling And I know it's got me reeling When you say I love you Rave on to me Rave on, it's a crazy feeling And I know it's got me reeling I'm so glad That you're revealing your love for
1: me Rave on Rave on and tell me, tell me
5: Not to be lonely, tell me You love me only, rave on to me
2: After leaving for the party to Orange Jerry at Eric Clapton's home, Eric was sitting around playing his guitar while waiting for Patty. Unbeknownst to him, she was having a panic attack. She was panicking about her hair, her clothes, her makeup, everything. After a long wait, she came downstairs expecting Eric to really berate her for taking too long. But he didn't. He said, listen to this. He proceeded to play her this song that he wrote while waiting for her. Then the couple drove to the party. song after the party and commented in an interview, the songs you write very quickly are always the best, the ones that are written in the space of a day. It was just about taking the old lady out and getting too slosh to drive home. So on September 7th, in a New York City courtroom, George Harrison is found guilty of subconscious plagiarism of the 1962 Lonnie Mack song, He's So Fine, to which Bright Tunes Music Corporation claimed copyright infringement.
3: The judge in the case decided that plagiarism doesn't depend on purpose, and as long as George Harrison knew of the tune, He's So Fine, then he was guilty of copyright infringement. George Harrison,
1: the judge made a slip after the court case he just said to my attorney actually i like both of the songs
6: the
5: the, judge
1: yeah and the lawyer said to him what do you mean both of the songs you said in your decision that it's the same song and he said oh sorry what i mean is i like the song with the two sets of
3: lyrics this landmark decision cost george quite a sum as well as setting an important precedent for composers and song publishers The music business getting more and more protective of its vintage tune. George Harrison.
1: I'd be willing every time I write a song, if somebody will have a computer and I can just go up to the the thing and sing my new song into it and the computer will say, sorry, or yes, okay. Then, uh, you know, I'm willing to do that. Because the last thing I want to do is keep spending my life in court. Or, you know... being faced with that problem. And he said, well, he said, I tell you, if somebody comes up with a computer, all they can do is play every tune into it uh, and copyright everything. And that's another problem is once you get people thinking, oh, well, they beat Harrison on Sweet Lord, let's, you know, let's sue. They can sue the world, you know.
2: A decision on damages is set for November 8th. Simultaneously, Apco Industries, Harrison's ex-management company, attempts to purchase Bright Tunes' music, which holds
3: those rights to "He's So Fine." On September 17, 1976, Ringo releases an LP called Rodig Reviewer." This is Ringo's fifth studio album. It's produced by the veteran Atlantic producer Arif Mardin. All right,
7: from the new Ringo Starr
5: album, your feet you're feeling blue you do know that you care but you don't know what to do
3: With your music, is that you seem to have an obsession with obsession? Old, well, an obsession well, with a lot of, or in the past, you have with old themes, with sort of schmaltzy songs. Is it like what? Well, your sixteen
4: um, oh, photograph. Oh yeah. photograph. I mean, know, photograph I wrote. Man, that's the best song I ever wrote. Right, but you you <laughs> seem to continually reach back into the past. Well, I'm, reason? I'm just a lover at heart. I love it. a good old love song. You see. 16 was a great old rocker. On this one we do Hey Baby, which is another smolsey love song that you won't like. Well, I didn't say I don't like <laughs> Well, I don't <laughs> care. baby on the album, when we first started I thought there's no chance in hell that this is going to turn into anything then suddenly it just turns into something I really... like the track before, I like it now, mm-hmm. I think I did it better than Bruce Chanel You've got you've got some of the, the, the ex-Beatles on the album uh, Paul McCartney <laughs> Linda McCartney <laughs> yeah. No, yeah Let's get serious now, we're talking about the record
6: yeah.
4: uh, Yes, Paul is on by accident because uh I mean it really is back. He wrote that song for me last year and I should have recorded in July but I didn't bother. Um, and so we did the track and his tour was put off for a month, you know, because Jimmy broke his hand, his guitarist. So it just worked out we were in, the same, in the LA at the same time. So he came down. Of course he sang on his song.
7: We're all delighted to note that
4: uh, Campbell wrote a song for him. This is the one.
5: How does um,
7: life treat you these days?
4: Well, it treats me very well most days. I mean, you still have your downer days, yeah, you know. Whatever yeah. you, whatever you're doing, get up in the morning, you think, God, was it worth it? I tried my best to get things. I didn't really
5: want to hurt you But you must have realized we were through Now don't it make you feel like crying Watching a good love slowly die You and me could spend a lifetime trying Please say goodbye Just like spend a lifetime trying But we'd be better off just to simply say goodbye time trying But we'd be better off just to simply
2: Ryan is a heartfelt country song about Ringo's marriage to Maureen. It was written by Ringo and Vinnie Poncia.
4: I write with Vinnie Poncia, always, we write together, and he plays the house vocal because I can't sing and play drums at the same time because it goes on the tracks, you know.
2: Song featured the pedal steel guitar work of Sneaky Pete Kleinow, who played on Lennon's Mind Game Session.
3: Who are some of the people you have performing with you? Well, I
4: have, you know, the Fab Three have written me one each. Uh, yes, i got John Lennon. Uh, John flew in to work with me To L.A. for four days to work on the track with me The first time we ever paid anyone, that was John And he wanted scale because he joined the union
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the John Lennon composition on Ringo's new album
5: From Rosa to
4: George's was an old song of George's first time I usually have an original by George but I remember this song from 1970 he wrote it and I've always loved it you know no one ever did it so I
6: said
4: well listen I want to do that one this time because I always remember it and it's been cut four times and no one ever used it you know I'm not going to tell you who because they'll all put their version up before me (laughs)
1: Another track of Ringo's new album, This one was penned by Georgie Harrison. I'll Still Love You.
5: And every...
2: Although Harrison allows Ringo to record the song, he is not pleased with the production result and asks Ringo to remove it. Ringo could not due to the release schedule. Thus, George sues Ringo. Uh,
4: the last time he calls me, he say, "I'm going to sue you." So not George. I'm saying, no, I'm going to sue you. I don't like what you've done because he wrote this song and I had it mixed by somebody else, and uh, he didn't like the mix, so he's going to sue me. So in the end, I have to. I said, "Sue me if you want," but I'll always look. Tell me something about the new album. Jesse Ed Davis is a guitarist, Danny Cooch, um, Melissa Manchester sings on it, uh, Dr. John's on it, John kind of Klaus is on it, Keltner's on it. Uh, there's so many people, I mean, we kept changing the band. Van Dyke Parks, you know, I mean, we changed the band to suit the tracks we think of doing that day, you know, because sometimes the Monday band isn't any good for the Wednesday song. You know, maybe you need it lighter.
3: But whether it's Peter Frampton or some anonymous character named Guitar on Guitar, the stars still come out for Ringo.
4: I try and get anyone who wrote the song, you know, that's a friend of mine, to work on the track.
2: Like on this song, written by Eric Clapton, especially for Ringo, with Eric on lead guitar and Melissa Manchester and Vinnie Poncia on backing vocals.
4: interesting how some people say, uh, have you heard this new artist, Ringo Starr, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, because yeah. of the new right. records. So it's, uh, so, uh, what it's interesting. Your, what is your name again? New star, Ringo Starr. Right. Right? Is that a Danish? St-
2: Ringo is asked about his musical diversity, relating to this album as a couple of the songs have a country western flair.
4: I mean, I still like country music.
2: Gene Autry, when I was eight.
4: I was in a cinema and Gene Ortiz put his leg over the horn of a saddle and sang South of the Border with three guys behind him, three mariachis behind him saying ay, 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 ay. It Was It was the first one Gene Ortiz South of the Border just
6: blew me away as a kid singing cowboy of the border
4: down Mexico way that's where I fell in love When the stars above came out of And now
7: as I wander My thoughts are ever stray South of the border Down Mexico
2: Way. In a style reminiscent of Gene Autry, Ringo, along with his love Nancy Andrews
4: There's a beautiful lady over there, who's that? Let's see who that beautiful lady is. Oh! Let me see this beautiful lady. Oh, I'm in love with this beautiful lady.
2: Wrote a song for this LP.
5: We'll cross over the border We'll take a sailing ship into the night Without horizons, we'll have each other's love to hold us tight on a starless night. Oh, lost recess means the breeze will carry us like two birds in flight on a starless night. in flight.
4: It's all a picture. And we have a lot of pictures of, you know, all the band, pictures of me, you know, each track on the album is a is a visual. Review. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Now where did you get the title? Well, you know the song Easter Parade? No, maybe you No no. You know the movie Easter Parade, then your Easter yeah, bonnet with right, all the right, thrills right, right, upon yeah. it? Yeah. We'll get a photo in the road to review. It's strong record. It is. Very strong. It has
6: a very tricky
4: name. Yes. It's called... Come on, you I say can't it. pronounce it. Rotogravure. That's good enough. Ringo's Roto uh, Rotogravure. What, what gave you such a title? Um... I'm actually, probably. it came from the movie <laughs> Easter Parade. Uh, Judy Garland said it and I was freaked out. So, what's she saying, Roto You'll find your picture in the Roto And then about? I found out what it was. Yes and uh it's a machine (laughs) isn't that exciting it's a machine that prints pictures very fast and it was also the first name for a new york's color supplement uh that they used to put in about you know all the well-known people of the day they would put these pictures guess who landed today guess who's walking down fifth avenue and they'd show you
7: never saw you look quite so pretty before saw you dress quite so handsome what's more I could hardly wait to keep our days this lovely Easter morning and my heart beat fast as I came through the door You'll be the grandest fellow in the Easter parade. I'll be all in clover, and when they look us over, we'll be the proudest couple in the Easter parade. your Easter bonnet and of the guy I'm taking to the Easter parade
1: on the
4: avenue, 5th avenue, the photographers will snap
5: us. And you find that you're in the road of gravure
4: Go work. Go work, right? See, that's your slave driver.
3: Coming up in a moment, George Harrison comes home to Crackerbox Palace. Wings continue their tour. Wings go live over America and a final reflection.
4: Next on Yesterday and Today. We have to keep going. What, What do you want us to do? Retire? What is that? We don't work on the railways.
8: Information or to contact
0: the show, visit yesterday or email at yesterday and at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search yesterday and today podcast on Facebook. See you next time.
8: as we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Mark's and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen. Or you could head to society6.com Dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society the number six dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family